Hey everyone, I'm Priya Sachdeva and you're listening to Trending Diary the podcast. Your journey to connect with ideas, stories, experiences and people and get a deeper understanding of the world around you starts now. Today I've connected with Anya Mack, a sex coach and speaker advocating the importance of Ayurveda in sexual wellness. The lady is on the mission to empower those who are going through sexual trauma by offering them spiritual and holistic wellness, bringing in self-acceptance from the self-rejection in their lives. In this episode we'll go through Anya's personal story. which lets her to become a sex coach and of course how sex plays an important role in your life from understanding the right education around sex to the spiritual aspect of it and of course all the taboo and misconceptions around it this episode is meant for you stay tuned welcome to the training diary yeah welcome nice having you Yes, Me thank the show your show. <laughs> thank you so much for taking up the time and how are you doing in which part of country are you right now? At the moment I'm located in Germany. How has pandemic been with you? Was it tough? Was it a good time with the family? How has it treated you? Well, when pandemic started, I got hit pretty badly because I was just setting up my business offline. I never mm-hmm. considered doing it online, so I basically went from the peak up, peak down. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so now I got used to be online courses, webinars, figuring out the whole technique because I'm not a techie and for me it was honestly in the beginning it was horrible. I had no idea about that whole stuff, how to program webinars, how doing that. I'm still figuring it out and it we're getting there we're getting there. I really enjoyed that time to be honest because it brought family more together because everyone was basically separated but on the other hand it was also sad because everyone was home still was not able to going out especially on other countries. I have lots of friends also in India in um, Australia, New Zealand, Sweden everyone was telling different stories and it was it was crazy. It's still crazy. Now you can count about you also. You can count me yes. also from India. <laughs> yes, so for me again uh, it was good time with the family. The second wave happened when in India. Uh, again it was tough because lots of people have suffered and you know it, there were very close names it's from families and friends who were just dying and uh, not you know recovering from the covid and stuff like that. But uh, Yes again in terms of packing you know close with your relations with your family with your friends so th- that bond happened so i'm happy for that it gives you time to self ruminate yourself that what you want to do what's your purpose so lots of thing good thing also happened i won't deny that but at the same similar moment it's it, it was heartbreaking it was you know hard to lose so many people so because yeah and uh, uh and now coming back to your story uh i i just want to know how you have started your journey as a sex coach uh take us through your story especially why you do what you do because i'm always interested to know what's the purpose why why people have started because it's it's the experience which shaped them into what they are today so tell us your why but why you do what you do why do i what i do you already see i'm getting emotional because that really touches my soul because it all started a long time ago honestly my story when i was just 18 i was um finishing my um apprenticeship in hospitality industry here in germany 
And then I was just, before I started that, I was um, finishing school and I had no clue of the world, honestly. I was just finishing school. I never had a boyfriend there for sure. I was going out partying, but I was more that shy little girl. I was more uh, orientated at home. I grew up on a little farm. No one is talking about really um, epic topics, especially the taboo topics. And then I decided before I want to start my apprenticeship, I want to improve my English. So what did I do? I convinced my parents that they could uh, arrange me um, of um, language school. And um, my dad in the beginning was like, no, I don't think you need that. Why don't you just start an apprenticeship? Um, why do you even want to learn in the hotel industry? But I always wanted to get into the world, get to know the people, get to know different countries, travel more. And then I was um, booking my flight to London and then I started my, um, it was just three months um, of language school in Brighton in England. And it was an amazing time. It was the first time for me traveling that far and living in a different country, living in a different city, living by my own. And it was just amazing in the beginning. And of course, you know, when you be in a language school, you meet different people, you meet boys, you're flirting you start dating and I really got into all those kind of stuff and I was pretty late here in Germany everyone was having intimacy contacts and those kind of stuff with 16 15 even earlier and I was just late because I I don't know I was shy I was doing other stuff and I, I never thought about how because I, I didn't have a car by that time I was so up from from the city that parties sure the parties around in the village they were went on were pretty cool but I was not interested in those guys and in, in anything and there I I changed I because I needed to really go out in the world I I couldn't face my fear of talking people not understanding me what do people think how I look like how I'm dressed how is my hair it was honestly no one cared People just took me as I was for who I am. And that was totally new for me because English speaking people, they seem to be pretty open and pretty much um, outgoing. And they were so cool. And they were just like, that was so easy to get connected with people, to get in contact with people. And I did pretty well. And in just in the last two weeks of my um, course, I, I really thought we have to do a final party for the whole class because we finished our class. We finished um, that whole semester, what we called it, it was a short semester. And then we went to London again, partying. And that night, I will never forget that night. I rarely talked about it because what happened there, I was telling nobody just till two years ago where I really opened up. And as you know, it's one of those nights you just go out and you party and you have a good time and then you just think you wanna go home. And on my way home, something happened, which I think, and a lot of people asked me like, what did you do? Was it something special you were wearing? It's like, I was just wearing a normal dress. I was wearing jeans, I was wearing sneakers, I was just wearing a normal top and I was just on my way to the train and then from the train to, to the hostel we had on um, Piccadilly Circus in London. And that night I got raped from two guys. And for me, it was horrible because it was that feeling that you are alone. You are not able to scream for help. You even, you know, in your head, but that moment I felt like lost. 
Was I didn't have control. Guys were chasing you from some party, something like that. Yes, yes, they were following me, and I didn't notice because I was just focusing on. And then I missed a train, and then there was no train, and I was like, uh, I didn't have enough money to to buy a cab, so I was just walking, and I thought I I gonna be safe, but I wasn't. Wasn't there and... anyone to save you? Like, was it? Just no. no one of them was holding me the other one was just holding my mouth uh, his hand above my mouth and then it just it just happened and it was like the awful thing ever after that i was running into the hostel and then the first thing i did i never i never made a um statement by the police because i was so afraid how do i deal with that i'm in a foreign country would people believe me what's gonna happen so what did i do I felt so much pain and so much adrenaline and so much guilt that I just jumped underneath the shower. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to, I, I was, and that feeling was following me for quite a long time. That shame, I felt so, my, my body, I hated my body. I had the feeling I am disgusting. I'm worthless. I am, I am not meant to be on that planet. I, that's pro, in the beginning, I thought that's probably how why do people treat me like that? Is it because I made something wrong or was it, did I give a, a signal even though I was, was, was um, screaming and I was um, trying to, to get away? Well, at the end, I was lucky because it didn't hurt me badly, but still it hurted my inner soul. Nothing was visible from the outside. I didn't have that much bruises. I didn't have that much. It was all, it was everything I could cover up by myself but it changed. I changed. That night I completely changed. And then now I was I'm like- I'm feeling like I wish I would be there and I just hug you. Apologies to interrupt. I, I, I'm wishing like, I hope I'll be there and just hug you and calm you down that everything will be all right. Please continue. Yeah. And that was the moment where I was, I was just sitting in that shower and I was breaking down in tears. I'm like, is my dad right? Is he- was it was it the wrong time to go there why did I go there why was no one there to help me why did it happen to me is it something I have to talk about it and then I decided to make an agreement with myself I will never talk about it never ever I was just going underneath the shower I remember what my grand great great grandmother told me she was like um yeah get over it get over it be strong show your power to the outside that's how we grew up in our um village or especially i know for most of the people in germany don't show weakness don't show tears don't show you have to be strong also the women need to be strong for their husbands they need to take care of the family they need to take care of the of the of the children and everything needs to be fine it needs to look fine for the outside but in the inside i was totally broken for a long time This reminds me of the episode with Eric. We all are a little crazy in this world. When Eric mentioned that why we are always told not to show our weakness, but always to brag about our strengths. And Anya's story reminds of the same. I believe it's really important to be vulnerable sometime. You not only have to kneel with your clothes, but also with your words, emotions, and security. Probably the similar principle applies to the sex. And then my journey basically started because I was, it was a heavy thing I was carrying around, not visible for the outside, but it was always there. I, I changed because I was sleeping badly. I was having panic attacks. I was having 
still that shame. And it was not going away just because of showering. It was not going away by just because of um, changing my color of my hair or changing my style or not even by writing. I was writing it down, but then I was so was like, I was afraid. So what did I do? I throw all those papers away because I was like, what, who would believe me? I never went to the police. Well, in, in the in the afterwards, I was with friends there at night. And, and even though like uh, just two days before I left, I told my roommate when I was back in, in Brighton, she was like, what happened in London? Yeah, you changed. You are not the same person when I met you before. You are more innergoing. You are not that happy uh, women I met before. You're not, what happened? And I break down in tears and she's like, you, you need to go to the police. I'm like, well, it's too late. I mean, it's, uh, one and a half week nearly passed and then she was like no matter you definitely have to put it down and like and then I decided no just just leave it I don't want to deal with that anymore and she couldn't understand well she was leaving then to Spain and after that I was leaving back to Germany and from that beginning I had the feeling I was playing a role Sure, I was growing up and I got more um, myself, you know what I mean? Like I needed to learn to take care of myself. I needed to learn to make a decision. I needed to learn um, to live in that foreign country to, to deal with the whole thing. And even at home, people were like, yeah, what happened? You seem, I seemed okay. And then my, basically my journey started and that was my why, because I was like, I had a lot of time the, the thought wouldn't it be easier to just jump off the planet honestly but then I was like well dying is so easy I mean I come grew up on a farm I mean um, we grow up chickens and cows for for eating for for surviving so I was like well if I remember how our chickens get killed or how we um, managed to um, um, to do cows and make meat from it or different different other dishes and stuff like that I was like, well, it's easy, honestly, it's happening in a snap, but my life is not happening in a snap. So I was like, I definitely want to experience that life. And then I got into my spiritual journey. It started right after that, because then I got a really deep connection to my great grandmother. She, she died when I was six and she was like, Oh, I also got some very deep connection with my grandmother. I, she also died when I was like very young age because of the stories telling, you know, and lots of other reasons. But even I had shared very good bond with my grandmother. So kudos to the ancestors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she was telling me and that was the most that was even that was my 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 I guess that was my biggest um, present I got for that life journey because she told me she's like I was always asking why why did that happen to me when I was alone sure what did I do I was crying I was angry I was I felt guilt I felt that shame and then one day it always ha I had that feeling that she's talking to me I could see her and people always are so skeptical they in in german they, they put you in that box all oh, that's is esoterical stuff you are crazy or uh, i don't know what 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 the hell is going on you're maybe a witch or whatever and 
I still believe in those in those energy. So I got more into that. I was reading about it, about about how is that possible? How do you call that? How can I train that more? How is it connected with my intuition? Is it connected with my higher self? What is that? And that's when I jumped in right after. And there I found my first healing because she said, that will be your purpose. This story will be your purpose. She's like, you will go through a lot, but that will be probably the one of the harder things your soul will experience. And then I was like, okay. Then it happened having my first boyfriend, my real first boyfriend. And it was nice. And it was really... And it just happened right three months after I was back home. I started my apprenticeship and I was like, is that right? I mean, and it was right because why should I happen to be in the past, stay in the past? I need to live in the present. And that was my biggest key. And I never understood why I get so well with that situation because I never was really stuck in the past with my head, but my body was because I didn't know that I had to feel it as well again. That's what I just learned two years ago. And then, sure, after my relationship and my first boyfriend, it lasted three years, which I was very lucky. And we met a lot of intimacy also, sexual and mental and spiritual. I was growing a lot through him. Then I broke up because I um, was moving to Canada. And there, everything changed again. And from there on, I got um, sure I was more outgoing, but then I attracted all those, um, how you say, really, really tough situations. I was just doing extreme sport like ice climbing. I was uh, bungee jumping. I was um, heli skiing. I was and I had basically in the beginning no clue from all that just to feel my body. I really needed that extreme. And then I got into those extreme sexuality like BDSM to all those fetishes and stuff like that. And sure, it's still something it's not visible for a person. You don't see if a person is doing um, hardcore fetishes and stuff like that. And sure, what did it? It opened up a whole world to me sexually. But mm -hmm. in the inside, I, I, I wanted something different. Like I made all those experiences. I had toxic relationships. I had um, people who were, um, what do you call them? Those narcissist um, kind of um, thing they have. If they just try to control you. And from that beginning, I came into my purpose. I always changed something, but I was still searching and seeking for something in the outside. I was seeking for love. I was seeking that I'm good enough. I was seeking for... Um, attention I was seeking for for so many things but it's just in the outside it's nothing I can I can keep it it went, went all away just the job I was changing my jobs quite often I never had a fixed relationship because I had so much fear from having a deep connection and to really open up to people that was my biggest fear and my biggest thing to go through and sure I had a I have now a big thing of sexuality stories I can tell and a big background I can go back to so is it like after that did you get the courage or I should say when courage should be a wrong word for this but have you ever feel like to you know to raise voice against those two guys you know from where that journey started because after the time when you are realizing things are getting a little better 
you're slightly moving towards the healing part but i know uh, that pain still remains inside because you can't forget that moment that was super painful something very unexpected but again you turn your wounds into your wisdom so kudos to that but have you ever realized at a certain point that you know i should go back and you know uh punish those guy raise a voice again so probably that would never happen to another lady another woman so did did that happen yes that did happen and i we we did that but we didn't do it in real life i don't know if you know those there's a specific um work and i don't know if it's a coaching technique or a therapy therapist te- technique but they call it reconnection <laughs> yeah they call it reconnecting so you go basically into that situation um, and that night and then you basically change it in your mind and in your subconscious mind not that you change the feelings you change how you reacted to that um situation you changed that feeling that you were helpless and to be honest in the beginning i was like that is bullshit why do i want it just in my mind i want to punch those guys in in their faces yeah. i want to see them basically i want to i wish them the best thing you could ever imagine but the person and he asked me the same uh, as you did it before we 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 started why did it happen to you and that was the the door the key question why did this happen to me and i had no answer and they were like but what do you think why did that happen to you and after that i just realized and that was 3 years ago when i really well then i got into another um, weird thing i had a stalker and he was so into me he really wanted to to keep me and he put me on his podest and he's like you are my girlfriend and you're the only woman for me and he chased me when i was going to sports he he sent weird presents and all those weird things he even um, sent me a um a threat by mail and stuff like that there i went to the police and i put him down but what happened nothing nothing happened because i was still here i'm sitting still here i was not injured i was not nothing visible it was just inside invisible and the police said well he was never um caught with something like that so they just find him with um 150 euros i guess he needed to pay and he needed to pay for the lawyer and he wasn't allowed to come closer to me again and i was like Really that's it? I mean, where do we live? We live in Germany. Normally everyone who's doing something against the law is getting fined, but it's basically everywhere. You can kill someone and you get treated um a little bit less than if you have um don't pay your taxes and stuff like that. That's getting harder fined than basically sexual abuse or all those rapes and well depending on the situation but that's some t- something which really made my anger stronger and then i decided okay i take my voice but not against that person because that's useless energy i learned how to use that energy take it back from there and invest it in something else and then i started my business mm-hmm. <laughs> lady get into the business <laughs> <laughs> I like that. If no one is doing straight it, for you, the business, to do it no more wasting time. Yeah, straight into the business. <laughs> I appreciate that. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, now let's talk about your business for which we are here. <laughs> Lots of people are interested for that only, I guess. <laughs> but uh, but frankly I, I appreciate the you know uh your courage i appreciate your courage i appreciate the things that you had overcome because being a lady i can understand that you know what's the pain you you will never allow a man 
any individual to touch you, you know, without your consent. So the hardest sure thing is, is that no, no, that exactly. guys accept that no. That is the hardest process for me still to learn that when I say no, it yes. is a no. It's a no, exactly. So it's really important. And uh, sorry, I guess there there might be a bigger purpose. We never know, you know, what's God will is. So so I won't question anything, whatever happened. But the only thing I can do is appreciate you for your courage, for your wisdom. And, you know, for the things that you're doing that, okay, let, let me t- use my pain and turn it for the people's goodwill. So that, that's something appreciable. And again, I wish that I would be there and just hug you to say everything will be all right. <laughs> Anyways, Thank you. Really appreciate that. Coming back to our question. So uh, let, let's talk about, you know, because we know that sex is some thing very overhyped especially among Gen Z's where you know we don't talk more about the casual sex hookups more than the love the eternal love probably these words I don't know many people exist or for many people it exists or not but for my upbringings it has been a very very intimidating intimidating term because of the stories that I have grown up with, uh, the kind of things, uh, relations I have seen in my family. But when I see Zen Z's talking about, which is again my generation, I, I only uh, just heard about the one night stand, casual hookups and stuff like that. So I don't know, is it common like in European culture as well? It is, honestly, it is. it's still a taboo topic. I have, that's why I so started my What do you think coaching. of this topic? What do you think of it? What do you think? It's fair, it's fine to, you know, go with the trend, it's fine to go with the society. Or or do you want to you put some allegation on, what do you think of it? Just let me know your point of view, because you being the expert in this industry. So is it even fine for an individual? Yes everyone should handle it individual but for the whole society i think it should be normal like eating it should be normal like going to the supermarket also those whole trans transgender topics and also those queer and the whole discussion about that topic if you are lesbian if you're not lesbian if you whatever it needs to be like handled like eating if you eat rice you go out and it's normal i mean look at this now we we i have a feeling that our society is not going back together it we are disconnecting through that well corona is still apart but why don't we accept each other of who we are we are all one species we are human beings that's a fact everyone all eight million or trillion people who are living on that planet are human beings that's a fact and we all have a skeleton. That's another fact. And we all bleed. Everyone is bleeding. It's no matter if you're black, white, green, yellow, or whatever, you have blood in your veins. And that makes us all the same from the natural. And it doesn't matter if you love to eat plants, if you love to eat meat, or if you love to eat just light and love. I mean, I think we should treat this topic differently and more openly and not just... Uh, discuss it as a taboo it's not a taboo where do we come from sexuality is our that's the sense of life that's where everything started and that's where everything is ending so did i miss something in that planet sometimes i have the feeling i'm like where are we do people didn't listen in school or what sometimes i have the feeling everyone came or is just getting delivered via mail or via amazon or whatever (laughs) honestly 
Okay. Again, yes, because uh, if I talk about in India, that you know, it's a silent whispers topic. Like, do not talk about it loud. Kids come from sky. <laughs> yeah, we come from the sky. Same here. Don't sky. talk it in public. Don't talk about it in public. So bad. You know, come on, you do it every day in your bed. I, I shouldn't say that. But yeah. So. And and but just because of the lack of it that you don't talk about it, there's bad things happening around it, you know. And it's just it's, you you mentioned really right that just like any other thing, we as an animals creatures, we mate, you know. No matter which creature, which even plants mate, right? But it's just we as humans have this capacity to control. So which makes us more human because we have emotions, we have lots of other feelings. So that gives us the power to have a certain sense of control. But again, it's important, but it shouldn't overpower us. So what do you want to say on particular aspect of that? That what do you think at what age this education should start for children or? Uh, maybe in india maybe in europe uh, is there any particular uh, education around sex in your country because in india i don't see that well we do have well first of all when i was younger we had a, a magazine which was called bravo and in that it was a teen magazine where you could buy it at i don't, I don't know 12 11 but most of in the teenage um, range and they had those two pages where they had a naked guy and a naked woman and then you could, and, and Dr. Sommer, he was called Dr. Sommer. And he was answering all those questions about um, intimacy, about sex, about um, how you look like, what's happening, what's going on with your menstruation, bleeding and sex and all those kind of stuff. And that's where you could read. Sure, mm -hmm. there were a few books. Mm -hmm. We got educated in school. Um, it's called sexuality um, education but you just learn the basics honestly the basic it's not never going so deep most of it i learned from my bigger sister i was talking a lot with my with my um mom mm -hmm. she was very open about it because she she's a nurse and so she never made a big deal out of to name the body parts right so i knew that's my my boobies that's my ass that i have a vagina and they named it also penis because in some other families it's really rare that mom and dad name those body parts. They have little weird other names for it. And I think that's wrong. And I think society should, or, or in general, families should start educating their kids openly when yes. they are three. Normally you start when you have a baby, you tell them that your body is good. It all starts with the words because the kid already seeks them in and people think, well, they don't understand it. Or sometimes they talk in baby language with their kids and babies. I'm like, why? Babies understand. They do. Even if it's not, they, they are more conscious than we are. We are more handing and running through the uh, life and have no awareness. But the babies, they are so in their perfect little world. They are so open for the spirits and for the whole thing which is around us. They still see, they still feel it. They are still more connected to it. And we lose that. Well, I'm sure not not um, raised like that, that you are running around naked. I felt shame when I was naked, even when we were bathing or when we go into the pool to, to, to other people. 
um, even in school, when we had sports training and we needed to get changed in the changing room, everyone was looking at the other and it's like, oh, look at her. She has a bigger ass. Oh, her boobies are already growing. No, no, no. It was always those mobbing and stuff like that. It happened pretty early and it never changed. But I think parents have the, should have the awareness for their kids, how they raise them. Because if I have a baby, what is the most important thing? What they tell mommies, you have to put them on your naked skin because they needed to have that connection to you. And I was reading in that animals, if they don't have that connection, they die. If they don't have that deep connection, that deep love, and they got treated from their parents like that, they, people would die without, even we would die without having that connection well still there are people who don't need that even sexually there are a lot of people who say well i don't need sex at all i don't need that intimacy that's fine people can survive but is that healthy emotionally for yes, your body for again, your spirit i was about to ask that question but before that you know I, I would like to just put a little light what's the status in india what, what I have observed, so it's completely according to my perspective that I had grown up with, there's a no such education happening in school. And you mentioned it so right, when it's not happening on school on a bigger level, at, at least it should start happening at home, you know, probably some people are blessed with the good siblings, cousins, so there it comes up. But if, if even if it comes down to the parents, so it's, it should start from there because they are the biggest guides. So it's like anything you're, you're talking about the money, you're talking about the career, you're talking about the health. So it's again a part. So rather than just considering it taboo or like overhyped thing and telling your kids you're, you are coming from sky and God is producing you. Jack, <laughs> you're there, delivered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody, come on, you're, you're at the door, you're an angel. So rather than talking like that, there should be no practicality. Definitely. And even, I guess, this particular education is nowadays coming from more digital era, where we are more educated because of blogs, we are more educated because of TikTok. lots of good creators. TikTok, yeah, TikTok is banned in India again. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> so, and I'll not mention about that. The history is very funny, though. But yeah, the, lots of digital creators and especially when people like you who are, you know, coaching, spreading awareness around it. So they have become the new educator of the, you know, talking the real life topic, topics, talking the real life scenario, because that's something should, that can, can't be dispatched from an individual, as you have mentioned. So, okay, talking about, again, the mental and the emotional aspect of it. So how, how do you think that, that why sex is really important in emotional growing, in mental growing? Again, the physical aspect is something you can't devoid of, but how, how it is, then I'll, I'll jump over the spiritual, but first I want to understand the emotional and that mental aspect of it. That what happens if someone is indulged and what happens if someone is, you know, either resisting it or overhyping it? So what, how does it happen? What's the emotional connection of it? I can speak from both sides and both extreme because if you overrate it, you're just looking for the, um, the, the time between 20 and my 30s. I was really, really, really tough. Some people, they when I tell my story and if I really speak with therapists, because when I'm now doing my whole educational stuff and go more into the therapy parts and um, they, they, they call it like, it seemed like you have been in a sex addiction. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Why? Because I, I love that. 
I really love that to really get that feeling from my partner. And I really had that, that inner energy to, I love sex. Honestly, I had a, a, um, a part in my life where I was just seeking for that uh, sexual, I don't know, it was, it was really just addicting, but it gave me good energy. And it, something happened in my mind because I'm a lucky girl, honestly, mm -hmm. because I know how to come to an orgasm. I had a lot of orgasm and I really know my body very well. And that is the first part, I think, which people don't understand mentally quite well, because some people never experience 80% of women in the world. They fake their orgasm because they have no clue how the vagina works. Where do, do you, you get an what orgasm? Did you say? The... What, what was huh? the data? What was the data? Sorry? Nearly 80% fake their orgasm or never oh. had one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, McKinsey made a study about it. It's quite, I don't know, maybe they made another one, but it's nearly always the same rate. Oh. Between 70 and 80%, it's always the same. And I was like, I was shocked. I'm like, me too. Oh. And that's sad because that starts. And I, when I was thinking in my head, I was like, okay, it leads me to the next point. People have no understanding for their own bodies and they have no understanding for their mental because it does mental um something to your emotional because for me honestly i have when i go in really deep meditation really deep meditation i have the same effect than when i go to really let myself totally fall into into a sexual um connection with a partner you also can have sex and still have the orgasm and it's just um on a on a normal like when you're looking and, and you you uh, compared if you take a plant or just a leaf and just let it drop into into the ocean it's just swimming on top and other people they jump right into it because they let go most of the time women have no trust in the guys and they don't let go when they have sex or even when it comes to intimacy because then that's where the emotional part starts they feel shame they feel guilt they feel anger they don't like their body they are not in a line and they don't love themselves because they think something is not right and that's where digitalization society social media it all has an impact on you look on those magazines they are all looking perfect having big boobs they have surgery done they have um whatever it's, it's now stuck. more common yeah. doing intimacy surgering Again, some people make their i was about vagina Interrupt, sorry, I'm interrupting, but again, this sorry. is a, you know, this is again a taboo, I should say, or a misconception, but you know, you need, when we talk about, we heard about the sizes, whether it's for the women or men, so I do not understand this concept, because for me, it's it's more about emotions, love, and all parts come secondary, and it's more about the connection and emotional and again it's knowing about your body and your partner and the connection should be there so for me it's more about the vibes but but there's an, again a taboo for the sizes matters so so what do you want to say that it literally matters means i don't know you know about it so does it literally matters what does matter the sizes and uh, the, as the magazine no. shows that does it ma no. matter for the pleasure no no? Not at all, because yeah. I had so many people in my coaching, some uh, some guys with micro penises. I have guys who have really large penises. I have women who had uh, to deal with cancer, breast cancer. So they lost one breast. Some people need to build up their breasts. And it's like, 
and yeah, how do I get back to my confidence, my self-confidence? Some people are um, more curvy, some other really tiny. I have people who are dealing with um, um, anorexia and stuff like that. So there, it, and there's always, they all have, most of them have either they have a partner or as soon as they start working with me, they will find a partner who really loves them as a woman or as a man, how they are. So for me, I, I can see that it has nothing to do. It gets, I always have the feeling, as you said before, that the whole taboo system and the whole thing about sexuality is, a, is an old marketing strategy. They just put on like a, like a, like a book, like a, like, a, like a thing of a, of a toy or whatever. And that's what they sold us many years ago but yes. never really changed that never really changed that look of it it looks still old and ordinary but never made it fancy and sexy again that's the whole point we are I mean, still stuck I mean, with that topic in just marketing, being a marketer and being into that industry <laughs> i don't yeah, understand it more than just a marketing strategy you know thinking of that size and just creating products around that and selling it down go wow that that's a money-making scheme nothing more than don't take it over your head it's nothing more than that it is and uh, Again, you talk about the meditation part where you, you are asking that, you know, being into meditation helps you to know your body better, right? So if, if I talk about the spiritual aspect of sex, so what, please put some light on that particular thing that how being into meditation and yoga can help you being better at this. Because certainly I know that it does help you, whether in terms of the flexibility, in terms of your body and anything. But what is the spiritual aspect of being into this? The spiritual aspect of it, in my opinion, is that I experienced sex on different levels. I experienced it just with my mind. I experienced it just with my body. And just now I get more into it, the more because meditation is nothing you 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 it's not happening only in your brain. That mm -hmm. is the whole part. Meditation is never happening in your brain. That's why we do meditation to get out of our brain to come into the body. Right. And that is the most important thing. Why? Um, I think sexuality, the deeper sexuality, the connection, because you really have to feel yourself. Do you feel your partner when he's, uh, when you have intimacy? Do you feel yourself when you are with yourself? Like it, it started when you brush your teeth. It started when you um, do hair wash. It started when you do massaging yourself, when you shower, when you're cooking, no matter what. It's like meditation. That's what I learned when I did uh, got to know Ayurveda in India and Tantra and all those kind of practical stuff. And meditation helped a lot, but mm -hmm. most helped me the awareness training. Mm -hmm. What I mean is um, that you are really focused on your breath. Mm -hmm. And then how, how do you feel when you breathe? Do you feel your body? Do you feel your breast when, it's, uh, when, you're, when you breathe in deeply? Do your lung, lungs open up? Well, sure, you feel your breasts and you feel your belly and you feel your, you can even breathe as deep into your womb. You can really feel your body parts. Mm -hmm. And that's what made that connection to me and sexuality, because I got to know that experience. And I got the first time ever in my life, I felt myself so deeply. Mm -hmm. Got it. Meditation is an incredibly powerful stress-reducing tool. Therefore, it stands to reason that meditation can increase sexual desires 
and performance by reducing cortisol and adrenaline levels meditation moves you out of flight or fight and into stay and play i also believe that every millennial and especially gen z should involve in the meditation activity as it has immense benefits and beyond sex for this check out our new upcoming episode on body mind and soul and again you mentioned about the ayurveda in the sexual awareness that you have been sharing expertise on you're educating people about it so can you put more light on that that how what's the importance of ayurveda means what this awareness term seems like so well what i love about ayurveda is how they see the whole the whole thing it's not just that's what i missed in 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 western and european um culture because we just see things from like a like a flat thing like just one thing and not just like the whole thing in ayurveda yeah and ayurveda sees body soul and mind and that's all connected and that's what i really love and they it's not just that that i have to practice ayurveda you can practice ayurveda from from anywhere in the, in the in the world but the deep philosophy of how they see a person how they see animals how they treat each other how the whole uh, ecosystem that's mm-hmm. what i really love about it mm-hmm. and ayurveda has a uniqueness that i never found in any uh, classical medicine because it's like your your imprint of your thumb or on on, on the other fingers people come to me and they want to have the the ultimate recipe and i was like i can give it to you especially to you if we to have an appointment and we would make a concept it would just fit for you only for you and sure you can do a lot of content mm-hmm. people will seek some information out but they have to feel for themselves what is good for me and what not and that is the whole key point of 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 why i like ayurveda because they have a philosophy which is older than than me and we need especially uh, skeptical people they need um, data they need statistics they need something which is proven and if i say okay look it's 5000 years old they like wow i didn't know that so whenever i keep telling them they believe it if i would just say okay anya told and it just happened in the 19th century they would like that's not old enough you know what i mean people i don't know if we are built like that if it's still happening in in the evolution yeah but for me it was the closest um point to to get into sexuality and to explain it to people yes and, and- I am proud of that factor that uh, the ayurveda this concept is definitely from india so me being from exactly. that country i a little bit understand a little bit resonate so because i haven't been into the deep studies of it but yeah i have been into yoga and meditation from quite a bit so i have you know quite often i have heard these terms talking about people so i want to understand the more respect of it and you know you being in the wellness coach into that that how even this ayurveda you know the sex is not just about involving body it's again your body mind soul it's the three aspect of it and uh, around that i i'm just curious to know because you know there there has become a culture uh, into the corporates or any other of the modern society i have noticed that the intimacy with the multiple partners whether you are engaged with the one partner but either you're cheating on or, or maybe you are 
willingly so what do you think what's is it right in terms of spiritual aspect or in terms of any other you know your health or any other aspect to intimate with the multiple partners or or, or is it good to align with your one soulmate one partner that that i have always listened the concept of if whether i talk about the traditional india my upbringings come from so we have always been it's like one love you know but and that's then that's <laughs> Yeah, but That's but what I, but but the modern society is really different. Even even in the Zen Zs, like just go and uh, you know fuck yourself or whoever you want to. So is it like is it fine to be do that in terms of spiritual aspect and Ayurveda aspect? I'm asking you. That's what I experience a lot, and actually, it is a, a for me. I I ask myself that question a lot because mm-hmm. through my work, I got to see a lot of thinking of people. I got a lot of taboo topics, mm-hmm. even topics who are more on the line between legal and illegal. Also, their fetishes, how they think, and how they really play them out, mm-hmm. and that made me um, grow a lot. My, my my whole perspective on that topic growed a lot because mm-hmm. it's, as I said before, that's what, what I wish for the future because we need to be as open as our imprint of our finger. I mean that what we, in Germany, we have a, it's basically a human right that you are a human being. You have the right to live, to have your own opinion. You can say um, what you want. We live in a, a democracy. And that's what I think we forget about it. As soon as you are not um, contributing to a law or you don't hurt anyone for like really violent, Mm. because Mm. if you love a woman, you Mm. haven't hurt anyone. If you have sex with two or three people, if they agree to it, you Mm. haven't hurt anyone. Mm. If someone agrees to you and you say, okay, we are going into bondage and I hit you and I slam you and I give you bad words and stuff like that, I think that is okay. Mm. I think we should be more respectful with that because Mm. as you said, Mm. that is the same topic and it's totally um, emotional than Mm. being racist Mm. for me it is like the same it would be the same if i tell a people who is color or if i tell a people who who has a different um, culture a different belief who even have a disability and say you are not good enough because you look different and that's the same we point with the finger on people and tell them it's not okay that you have sex with uh, someone else with yourself with more people just by yourself with a man a boy whatever and we should stop that because it existed since the beginning of evolution it happens yeah. in from from animals and it, sure that it's happening it's happening human even, even the emperor culture till the medieval age or whatever yes. i count yes i i know yes I know. but i just want to understand that uh it, in terms of the ayurveda and the spiritual aspect because you are into that probably you share that knowledge i know on on valuable or on you know uh on maybe lawful manner it's it's right till the time you're not hurting you are into the consent of everyone it's fine too and that's even i as an individual you should please yourself your thoughts because I respect any every thought. Sorry, what did you say? You should please yourself. I think it's totally fine. Sure, I grew up also. Um, I grew up also um, very traditional, mm-hmm. like you have um, 
Well, in Germany, it's not that common that you just wait till you have sex when you're married. You can do that before and you decide it on your own purpose. And whenever you feel ready and you are totally sex educated, people start already with 10, 11. I mean, the baby's popping up and then you have those teen mothers. And I think that's that that's where it starts. I mean, if we start educating them earlier, they would know what's happening and that it is some, it is a big deal if a 10 year old is getting a baby and then you're like, okay, well, maybe I made something wrong. There's no right or wrong. That's how we treat that topic. And in my opinion, it's okay because I experienced it. I made a lot, I tried a lot, honestly, a lot. And that's why I can talk about it and know what, what it means. And I respect everyone who's like, okay, I, I, I want to get married and then I have I have uh, kids and then I'm, I'm Muslim and I have my own tradition and we have that we don't have sex before marriage. I totally respect that. And I think that's Indeed. helpful and you too. Know, exactly. Even I agree to that. I will definitely know your point of view. That sex liberation is itself a good term because it helps you to find a right partner. What I believe probably initially you can, you know, try out that okay you are, you're free from it's simply like we want a financial independence because we, we're not supposed to depend on a man or any other person just because of our financial needs because then the love factor would be missing the emotional and the connection why would be missing Sim similarly that comes down to the sex liberation once you are you know uh, filled with that need you will not find a soulmate you will not find your partner just for that particular you you're now you're like completely selfless you know, because you are completely filling yourself, whether in terms of the money, whether in terms of your health, whether in terms of your being into love, you're getting, in, uh, you know, engaged in the marriage just because of the sake of love, because of the sake of that person, because of the connectivity you have. So that's the mindset that I'm carrying right now. I don't know how it's going to change in future or not. But yes, I think that celebration is good. I believe in the same. I know both of it. I know the deeper connection. And then I know, I, I, honestly, I tried polyamorally and stuff like that with more partners. But for just for myself, I cannot concentrate on that. I mean, I can live it on a sexual level, on a, on a, on a, on a, uh, on just on the body and still a little mental. But if it really comes to my heart and I really want to jump deep into it, I just want to focus on one thing and one partner yeah if we then have in the relationship and we open it up but then it's an agreement between me and my partner but yes. therefore i agree i'm also old-fashioned and i still want to get married and i don't want to marry more than one partner i just want to have one Indeed. partner it's, it's all and about focus on him and that deep connection yes for that even i'm a traditional so like just one love for one life <laughs> I'm enough with that. I'm, I might be greedy in any other aspect of life. I want There's to travel wrong the world. Yes, I want to do multiple business, but when it comes to the love, it's the one love for the life. And that's why I guess the, the liberation comes and it plays an important role. So you can find that your soulmate just for the sake of love, for, you know, just that eternal love that you want to be in, the positivity, the vibe, the connectivity. So beyond that, nothing, no expectations, you know. So as per my upbringings and the place I had came from, it always made me a firm believer of one love. A commitment for life, we want to live all adventure with one person. Though I 
also believe one should be open to other point of views. Keeping this an individual choice make all the difference. And I'm curious to know what do you think about this topic. Do DM me on Instagram. Masturbation has been a popular term when it comes to the sex culture. So, what do you think? Is it a healthy? What is Mas- it? Masturbation. Yes. Is it it's healthy? a must. It, yes, it's, it's a must. It's a must. It's uh, a must, and it's why? healthy. Why? Why? Well, first of all, you get, well, it's the same because I experience it a lot when people come to me and it's like, my partner doesn't know how I want sex. I'm like, do you know it yourself? Can you explain it? No. It's like, how should that work? I mean, it's the same if you enter a taxi and you tell the taxi driver, no, I don't want to go north of the city and I don't want to go south. Oh, but I don't want to go east. Yeah, but west, I don't want to go either. And the taxi driver's like, well, then get out of my cab. Why should I bring you if you don't know what you want? I mean, it's the same. It's like the same if you don't know what you want to eat for dinner or for lunch. Well, well, you will never have that what you want, and that's, that's the whole lady. thing why it is healthy. If you know yeah. what you want, the universe can deliver it. If you are focused on, and you got to know yourself, and that's the most valuable thing in the world. I mean, I love it if I know how my skin reacts to different creams. I know how my my breasts react, how they want to be treated. I, I just love it. And the first time I can tell my partner, I te- can tell my doctor, I can tell anybody. If anyone asks me and I have a problem, I can tell them how I feel, how it was before, how it has something to do with your intuition and also with your, with your feeling for yourself. Got it, got it. Also, I guess uh, the moment you mention, you know, that it's important to know about yourself. Only then universe can deliver you. So it's all about being present on that time also. So, but I have heard it from the people, uh, from my friends, that there's always sometimes a tug of war between the heart and the brain, which can affect the sexual functioning. So there's a there's a compatible working which is really important for the good experience right and uh, maybe overthinking not being present stresses all take that away the pleasure the right functioning and uh, so how one can be more present throughout the procedure so the first of all you really need yeah first of all you need really need to be sure when you start trying something never try something because your partner wants it or he he brings you to that point i have a lot of women who are married and they say i just have sex because it belongs to a marriage i just have sex with my husband because he wants it he it it, it belongs to to him for one once in a month because well that's what i'm for and mm-hmm. i'm like that is really sad i mean it's your body you your body and you should treat your body as you want if you say no and it is a no especially if I, that my, is my first rule like if I say no it's a no mm-hmm. and if I want something really from the bottom of my heart I communicate it don't mm-hmm. think oh love. that's where it started already why do we think oh maybe my partner doesn't like that if I'm into a certain fetish or I was once in a relationship and I wanted to try something. And then I was just asking my partner, like, what do you think about it? And in the beginning, I felt shame, but I felt so relieved after we talked about it. And then he was like, I, I don't feel comfortable trying it. Like, and then it was fine for me. 
well then then we broke up and then i found someone else and then i could try it so it's always uh um if you are honest with yourself people can see it and they can feel it it will it, it is also something making something with your energy mm -hmm. as you as you know you know those people you you hug them and some people you feel like you hug a stone and then you you hug another person and you have the feeling oh my gosh he's alive or he's alive and you feel that connection just be, you haven't talked to them you haven't said a word maybe you just hugged him or her and you feel something because we are all energy and you can feel the person's energy and that's why people are sometimes stressed out with sex because they think think about something they don't let go of it sure life is sometimes hard being a human is sometimes hard because we face so many challenges in life so many thoughts so many anxieties and so many um fears but the more you overcome your fears and face them the stronger you become and the better the sex becomes at least that's what i experienced and it's easy then it's so easy to to start learning it i mean there's i could tell you hundreds of thousand things the easiest thing is, do you drink enough water a day? Like when do you know how your body feels when, when it's thirsty? Do you know that? Or do you really know when you are really hungry or you're just hungry because you're seeking for maybe something else? The same thing is if you're brushing your teeth. Do you brush the teeth in the moment or are you already thinking again about your uh, shopping list about what to do next? The kids are coming and feeding and whatever. Same when you go sleeping. What do you do before you go sleeping? Do you still switch through the whole Instagram and stuff like that? And then you go sleeping with the thought, oh my God, her ass is so beautiful. Mine is not as good as her. And then you go fall asleep. It does something to you. Those are the small things to spread awareness and to, to really figure it out. Do you think meditation really helps? Meditation really helps for that? Because to quiet least, your mind? To quiet, because at least, not about that particular aspect, but in general, what I feel, if you talk about the 18-year-old Priya, who, you know, first entered to the meditation class and now is getting a little, little, bit, little bit into the practice. So there's a well, huge, not, huge not difference in into the awareness. I know, I know that. Come on. <laughs> if they do some sport and they really get into that, they, that's helping a, a lot. I don't, I don't know a lot of teenagers who meditate, honestly, yeah. none of them. They either go into music and something they really like, where they really come out of their head. And most of the people come out of their head if they either see, go into nature, if they see babies, because then you're right in the present because everyone loves babies or, or dogs or little animals. It's like they, everyone thinks, oh, they're so cute. And you totally... As soon as you start smiling again, you need to figure out those things where you feel good in a snap. Not it, it shouldn't take ages that you that you come out of your anger or out of your frustration. It needs to go in a snap. Like when you make your favorite music on and then you notice, does it really make you feel happy? If you smile, of course, you should feel happy. You feel it in your body. And that's what really helps. But for me, it was meditation, honestly if I really and it, it doesn't need anything I don't know 
indeed i love lots of things conversation is again one of my meditation where i feel it's the dance of my life i love dancing yes. communication is another dance of my life which i feel like better flow for me that's why being started being into podcast but again meditation helps me a lot i know uh, suffering from insomnia for quite long and lots of other things but when meditation comes into role play and act as an angel to me so and and you know i really want uh, this thing to i don't know if even one person i can contribute that to especially to gen z's where i really feel like at least if it, it helped me if i have stories from other people it's going to help lots of other people so i want to embed this particular uh, you know habit whether it's my podcasting through my mouth or word or anything but i really want other people especially into the gen z's and millennials to get indulged into the meditation so that's something really good and not moving away from the topic it it was amazing to know lots of lots of things about uh, you know sex in journal from you and again your story was commendable so is there any particular because you are into this business you are into this industry so is there any particular question that you generally came across with the guys or the girls uh, any yes. problem they face that okay this is something very common that you want to address so before asking my last question i want to understand is there something that you know so even through our podcast through our conversation people will get aware okay these are this is a major problem that each and every individual into the sex are facing and that's the solution you come to you know into place so can you address that the most two common things are people feel shame about their body about different body parts mm-hmm. men may mostly have the problem with their penis they mm-hmm. think is it all right and women also have it is like am i all right mm-hmm. and the most question i get is am i good enough oh am i worthy enough mm-hmm. am i lovable and all those kind of um, of things but it's if i would peek it down it's those two main things people ask me all the time am i worthy enough and am i good enough mm-hmm. okay and, and what do you how do how do you calm them that you know like what's your solution to them my solution for them is uh, first of all i i sure i tell them more about my my own story mm-hmm. and then I, i i i ask them what is their favorite animal and then they were like most of them have really animals from the safari like you know from africa a lion or an elephant i'm like do you think if you would be an elephant that he would think about the other elephant oh that one is ugly and then he's like no elephants are so gorgeous i'm like okay then why do you tell yourself in the morning that you are ugly and you love an elephant i mean an elephant is he's gray and then i i i break it down like with with um uh, so the person can laugh and t- that he really understands what's happening yes. or if i i ask them about their uh, what they hate which dish they hate or if they hate cooking or whatever i really f- try to find simple examples and mm. most with with a picture where they really can see it and realize it sure if it goes very deep it really takes the courage for the person to open up and to really have the 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 will to heal and to say yes i want to change and i want to get to know myself better because without that i cannot work with a client mm-hmm. got it make lots of sense and i guess in general this question you know i am worthy enough it's not just on onto the sexual life it's it's something lots of people struggle with every aspect of life am i enough so boils down to that i guess it's expert for every 
industry and you're right it's it's sharing the story sharing the example if one can do that take the inspiration if it's needed here take the inspiration why not and uh Bali, just coming definitely yes wrapping it up before i just want to ask for one question that i'm always curious to know from my guests that what is the one trend that you want to see more evolving in the new world or what is the one trend that you want to see more embraced in the new era that we are more respectful respectful around yeah. humanity different humanities that we mm -hmm. respect each other mm -hmm. got it makes lots of sense i i love this answer i i guess this is the another this particular answer in a different you know just the words are different people are different but any other great leader who's coming to the show this is the fifth or sixth answer i've been listening the similar one and i appreciate that this this is somewhere clicking me and it's embedding in me the humanity and respectful thing no matter what status class or religion sex you belong to it's it's treat another one how you wants to get treated like yeah respectfully and yes indeed you are that <laughs> thanks anya it's it's wonderful talking to you thank you so much for coming and sharing your story uh, i know somebody broke you down into the tears every time you talk about it but again it's your purpose you know so thank you so much thank you so much priya for having me in your show thank you lovely Hey beautiful people thank you so much for listening i hope you get some value today if you have some idea concept to story to share do dm me over the instagram page of trending diary also appreciate if you support us you can leave a positive review over apple podcast or you can also subscribe or follow us over spotify google podcast or apple podcast i'll see you soon in the next episode till then stay tuned and also you can check out our new youtube channel we can enjoy the snippet for the best episode that in the visual forms till then bye bye and god bless us all